Hello, I'm Doug Gordon, one of the co-hosts of The War on Cars. What you're about to hear is an excerpt of a bonus episode of the podcast. It's our interview with Bob Surikanich. He's the former editor-in-chief of Jalopnik, as well as the former deputy editor of Road & Track magazine. To hear the full episode, become a Patreon supporter of The War on Cars. Go to thewaroncars.org, click support us, and you can enlist today, starting at just $3 per month. You'll get exclusive access to bonus episodes like this one, ad-free versions of regular episodes, invitations to special events, merch discounts, and more. Plus, we'll send you stickers and a handwritten thank you note. Again, that's thewaroncars.org. Thanks. Look, so, so cars, I'm sure you know the stats, they kill more than 40,000 people a year in America. They're the largest source of emissions that are screwing up our climate. You know, they've sort of helped to facilitate this exurban sprawl that is all across our country and causes numerous harms. I mean, you know the litany of harms. And I just wondered, like, do automotive journalists see these harms caused by the car and the auto industry? Because to me, it's like, it's almost like, you know, you could be working at like guns and ammo. You could be working at like, <laughs> you know, the Lockheed Martin magazine, the, you know, whatever those guys, like the arms dealers. Raytheon sell. Like, Monthly. Yeah, Raytheon Monthly. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and I don't mean this to be like, like an obnoxious question. I'm, I'm just genuinely a little like, late on that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> no, but it's no, a genuine I don't, I don't question. Ma- I don't want to make you defensive, I guess is what I'm saying. But I'm, I'm genuinely curious, like, like to me, this this product and this in this industry are so nefarious, and yet, like we just sort of treat them like, like it's like any other widget on the American landscape. So this is where I think the younger generation of car enthusiasts and car journalists are hyper aware of this. You know, when I when I was editor in chief of Jalopnik, pretty much every day we would end up writing an article about pedestrian safety, cyclist safety, about, you know, why are cars getting so enormous and why have SUVs taken over the marketplace almost inexorably? It's a very real concern. I don't think that concern is shared by some of the older members of this car journalist community. And in a way, that's understandable. You know, we we didn't really start talking about this in a mainstream way until the 21st century. And if if you're a car enthusiast and you've been reading Road and Track for 50 years, this is a new conversation to you. I can say for a fact that pretty much every car journalist that I've worked with in a significant way is concerned about this. They're concerned about the environment. They're concerned about carbon emissions. They're concerned with the fact that you know, despite the fact that cars today are safer than they've ever been, road deaths have pretty much plateaued and don't seem to be getting better. Um, these are real and, concerns. And pedestrian deaths are going up. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I include that in yeah, road yeah. deaths. Okay, but I mean, I think it's worth saying that pedestrian deaths have not plateaued. They're actually going up. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a crisis. And if you're a conscientious car enthusiast, you have to be aware of these things. And I can't think of anybody that I've worked with that is ignorant to this or that is covering their eyes and pretending that this doesn't exist. And, and to, I mean, to Jalopnik's credit, you know, you guys had Doug write an article. I mean, I do think Jalopnik has been way, way better than, you know, the traditional auto magazines. Big part were. of that is that Jalopnik being an Internet publication can be a little more strident about things. 
and it's a younger editorial staff. And that's kind of that sounds like a simplistic ad- answer, but that's a big part of it. I mean, but does I, that does it not make the advertisers uncomfortable when you guys go in that direction? Not in my experience, because the advertisers only get uncomfortable when you're saying, you know, Amalgamated Motor Incorporated makes a bad car. If you're talking about cars as a whole, Amalgamated Motors can say, well, they're not talking about us. And I mean, you know, there's there's a very real aspect of this where there are a lot of brilliant minds in the car industry that are trying to solve these problems. You know, there are people whose entire job it is to try to find a way to minimize emissions, to try to find a way to make cars safer, to develop the advanced driving technologies that are meant to help drivers not crash and not hurt pedestrians or cyclists. It's called the bus. But also... also, You're not wrong. But also, I mean, there are certain car brands, let's just name the Dodge Charger, that what another brand might consider to be bad press isn't bad press because they're trying to sell the image of a dangerous, frightening, violent image on the road. I mean, that's that's what they're selling. And so if you say, gosh, Dodge Charger has some really violent imagery and language in its advertising, is that really bad for them? So that's a part of the car culture that I struggle with. Um, I, I love fast vehicles. I love powerful vehicles. I, you know, I would love to sit here and tell you that there's not a, you know, that that's not attached to the hooligan excitement of driving fast, but that's part of the allure for me. And I am also a cyclist. I am also a person who lives in a city. I'm also a person who walks and takes public transit and does not want to get run over. But why do I love sports cars? Because they're fast. You know, why do I love driving on an empty winding mountain road somewhere? Because that's exciting to me. I grapple with this. You know, this is this is a hard one for me. And I I think every conscientious car enthusiast grapples with this. It's the same. It's the same feeling that I have about carbon emissions. I know that ideally our personal private transportation should not emit carbon. But I'm not as excited about the EVs that are out there right now as I am about a piston engine, which I can understand and and where I can get very nuts and bolts with the engineering and get excited about that. I think you make a very good point, which is that right now there is an aspect of car marketing that feels toxic and that feels like it feels like it's going the same direction that the gun conversation went 15 or 20 years ago. It's, you know, there's there's more talk now than I've ever heard before from from the car community about well they're going to they're going to try and take this away, you know. The the Democrats want to take away my 6.7 liter diesel engine pickup truck. The you know, the Democrats want me to ride the bus instead of driving my dually 2500 Cummins. And it is disheartening as a car enthusiast who is also a person living in a society, it's disheartening to me that the messaging that we've seen turn the gun debate into I need my AK-47 because somebody told me they don't want me to have it and I want to, you know, and I want to show them. I hate that that's becoming part of the car conversation now. 
the first eight years that I lived in New York, I didn't own a car. I loved it. I loved the freedom of it. I loved going elsewhere where the driving is enjoyable and driving and having a great time. I also love that I can read my paperback on the subway. And there's this false thing in car culture, and it is the car advertising is tiptoeing up to it. They're not outright embracing the message, but they're also not denouncing the message. There is this aspect where the messaging is like, somebody doesn't want you to have this, therefore you better fucking enjoy it, you know? And you'll show them by enjoying it. And I hate that. I hate how toxifying that is. You talk about this this sort of sense that the car culture has that it's under threat. And one of the questions I had for you is, what is the auto industry scared of? What do they fear the most? Regulation. 